Once we had three daughters, uh, you know, not to get into mathematics, but like I said, I, I read a ton. So the odds are if you have two of the same sex, the odds are the third would be a different sex is higher. The odds are if you have three of the same sex, it's higher that the fourth will be the same sex. So I'm like, all right, like this isn't. <laughs> The stars are not aligning here, and and I it kind That's of that's so no. romantic the way to think about the way mathematics. <laughs> Hopefully, works. my wife's not not listening. To this. Hey, Dad! Welcome into another Hey Dad podcast. It's been a lot of fun so far, and I've been really happy with the response we've seen on social media. You can use that hashtag, Hey Dad, and you can find my handle at i caleb henry if you've got suggestions or folks you would like to hear on the podcast this week we've got another former husker and not just a former husker but he's a dad of a current husker and he's from my neck of the woods in central nebraska it's andy markowski andy how you doing i uh, doing great caleb thanks for having me so let's actually let's start with that growing up in, in central nebraska what what is the difference there versus raising your family here here in lincoln yeah, uh, obviously a, a lot, right? I mean, the, the world has changed uh, as well, right, through through the years. But you know, small town Nebraska is 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 what you know you 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 would think it would be, right? We, you know, rode our bikes everywhere, and you know, pretty much knew everybody in the community. You, uh, you know, I I chuckle. I still recall everyone's phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because you would dial the the pool or the school or your friends. Um, you know, to figure out what was going on for the day and, 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 you know, just, uh, to be able to compete in multiple sports and, and, you know, have friendships. And I, I still am very close to a lot of my high school, high school friends and, you know, having my, my, my parents there and, you know, having them be a part of, of, you know, really all the multi sports and, and, and now as, as a big city, it's, it's, um, it's a little different. My wife and I, uh, when I got out of college coaching, we moved into Omaha and, and Lexus was, was young and, and Addison, uh, my second, uh, my wife had just had her and, and we felt Omaha was, was big. Uh, mm-hmm. so we actually moved to Lincoln, which I felt, uh, it was a little smaller. And, and then I had a chance to move our kids over to a small Catholic school, which was a lot more comfortable for, for me in terms of class size and the amount of kids that, that they had in the school. But it, it was, uh, you know, it, it's the same challenges, Caleb. I mean, you, you know, you want to raise them to, uh, you know, to find some things they love, to be accountable, to, you know, to understand school's important and, and how you treat people is important. And, and those lessons that were taught to me in small town are, are, are still something that we translate to our kids in, in Lincoln, which is a much bigger city. I still remember my best friend's grandma's number because yep. if he was over there, I could not tell you right now if asked what my wife's cell phone number is. No, I, I chuckle all the time. Like I, I might know a couple phone numbers if you, you know, deleted my cell phone. But yeah, I, I recall numerous uh, phone numbers just through the years of having to dial the old rotary phone, which you know I'm I'm a little older than you, and my kids would have no idea what a rotary phone even is. My grandparents still have one, but it's converted into a, a light. At their house. My daughter absolutely <laughs> loves it because you can go just kind of where you would hang it up and yeah. it would flip down. That's how you turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah. So she thinks that that's great fun down there when we visit uh, the great-grandparents for her. It's now an antique, right? Yeah. That's, and I'm sure that makes some people feel really bad when they're like, no, I I had that. I played with Party Line and all, all of those things. And, and now that would be just foreign, not even in the history books for for some of your kids. So you've got the the, the two girls. It's four total, right? Yeah. So three daughters. So uh, I mentioned Alexis, uh, which is in college, and then Addison is a senior at Pius, and I have a, a, a freshman daughter, Ava, that is a freshman at, at Pius, and then my son Jacob, 
Um, our, our son, Jacob, is a, is a seventh grader. All right. So as you've gone through those, and those are very different places. At least, like, Alexis is still in town, but from college to high school to, to middle school, I was going to say junior high. It was junior high, like, when I was growing up, and now everything's middle school when you're in, in that area. W- what is the difference with where everyone is age-wise, personality, just developmental stages where everyone's going through a little bit something different. It's like everything's new from college to senior in high school, being in high school and middle school. Yeah, and you know, certainly your first child to your fourth, you know, you you, you don't think you change, you know, as a parent, um, but yet I, I do think you know that changes a little bit as well. Um, you know, I look at our youngest two. You know, Ava and Jake, and they're, they're so advanced socially and, and their confidence and, and social environments because they've been, you know, able to see so much more by, you know, either traveling with their their older sisters or being around older people all the time that are in our house or, or different activities that we do. And, um, you know, certainly, um, you know, Addison being a senior is very close to Alexis, so she's probably experiencing some of the things that college kids do now as a senior in high school just because of that relationship and Ava's you know experiencing with juniors and seniors experience because of her relationship with her older sister and and then there's there's Jake tagging along he actually um you know, I I love our kids I love this about our family they're they're really close they they all like each other you know they have you know their their times where they they fight a little bit but Alexis uh, we had a really busy Saturday with high school pious volleyball and Alexis was taking Jake to the Oklahoma game. So he spent the night uh, over at Alexis's house Friday night. And, you know, certainly they had some, you know, friends over, a typical college Friday night. And he got to experience that and then went and hung out with Alexis as she hosted a recruit on Saturday. And, you know, those experiences would would never happen, you know, to even like Alexis had no opportunity to have that right. experience. Now Jake uh, being the youngest and, and, and having Alexis doing that. So, you know, they, they, there's each uh, unique you know, challenges, but it, you know, it's been fun to see how each child, you know, handles different situations. And, you know, Jamie and I, my wife, um, you know, have just tried to, you know, j- just handle each and, and, and coach each kid differently in terms of what their needs are, but, but still holding them to, you know, high expectations of what we expect, uh, you know, for the, for the correct behavior and the right attitude. Talking about coaching. Now I grew up with both of my parents were coaches and I was lucky enough to have my dad in Everything, because it was a small town in, in Loop City. And so for you being involved with your kids, what's that balancing act been like where there's a little bit of coaching, but then it's it's dad time and, and there's different phases throughout the day? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, there. there's no, you know, playbook to, to say, hey, this is how, you know, you should do it. You know, I, I certainly um, am a lot coach. I mean, even, you know, my, my, you know, my real world job is, you know, I, I manage a company with 22 people. So I'm coaching, you know, a lot of that as well. Um, I've, I've tried to, you know, be able to shut down as a coach and, 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 and be a dad and, and support them where, where they can talk to me honestly, you know, what's working, what's not working. And, you know, I, I haven't been the head coach for, for them in the summer I am, mm-hmm. but, you know, so you still, you know, have ability to, to kind of be a parent and, and meet them where they're at. And, and, you know, we've had our moments. We've had times where they just say, you know, I, I can't do it anymore. I, you know, I don't want to play for you or, you know, you're too hard or, you know, whatever. And I, I tell them, well, okay, fine. Like, you know, we, you can go and, 
play for a different summer program or do whatever. And about 24 hours later, they realize like, no, like, you're, you know, it's not, it's not as bad as maybe what we, what we thought it was. But, you know, that, that balance has been fun. Uh, it's allowed me to see a, you know, probably a different side of their experience, right? Just being able to stay involved uh, as a coach and, and then trying not to be a, a parent. You know, you want what's best you know, for your kids in each of those environments. But yet as a coach, you're not only responsible for the development of your own player, daughter, um, but you're responsible for everyone else too. So to, right. to have them develop those bonds with their teammates and, and, and me to be able to be a part of that has been pretty special. So you're a little bit taller than me. I'm only 6'3". But in, in small towns, 6'3", sometimes you get a lot of post work as yep. well. So growing up playing for my dad, I was I was our point guard, but then I would go, depending on matchups, play, play against some smaller guys and post them up. There were plenty of days where it was butting heads with my dad, and he'd say, nope, you're going to go work with the post today, because he'd work with the guards. So yep. I was like, all right, fine, I'll go over here. Or I threw for him in, in track, and we were – I don't know that there's really any other small schools that have two throws coaches. Very fortunate. He'd go, nope, you're going over with Miss Habe today. And I was like, yeah, I wanted to go with her. I didn't want to throw with you today. Yeah. But, it's, but then as soon as we got home for supper – None of it carried over. Like it's that part where we're just as competitive with with what our personalities were going to be in practice and how we wanted to go about getting work done. But we'd go home and eat tacos, and mom would never know about any of it. Yep, and, and that's uh, true with us too. I mean, now Alexis, uh, you know, being at Nebraska, and you know, I'm I'm fortunate to peek into her huddle and and watch you know some some scouts and indoor practice and. You know, it's fun to see when she comes home, you know, there's the dad aspect of that, but then she wants to pry into that coach aspect too and say, hey, let's watch film and, you know, what's working and what's not working. So you know that you're able to kind of reach a, you know, homie stasis with her in terms of, of, of being a dad and, and offering her those supportive things, but yet, you know, she knows there's some value in me still as as a coach that has been able to help her develop and, and the, you know, the same with my other three, I've I've... You know, you meet them where they're at a, a, as a dad, to your point, where if you need to shut it off, you do. But if they want to open that book and, mm-hmm. and, and start wanting to be coached or asking, uh, you know, it's even leadership, you know, situations of, you know, dealing with a teammate. It, you know, it doesn't have to be specific to, you know, hey, post up here and right. go over your left shoulder. There's a lot of things. And, you know, my wife and I have really talked, you know, it's not really did you win or how'd the game go. I mean, we, we've always talked about, leadership you know did you lead you know your practice habits you know or you know what you're asking your teammates to do are are you doing those things uh you know as a leader and you know we've really focused on on that more um so there's a lot of those things that come up too like you know if how do I handle this or how do I go talk to a coach about this or you know some teammates are or maybe not you know owning up to the, their side of it you know how do you engage them you know so the, you know that's been fun to to see them try to manage some of the leadership challenges that, that you know, being a, a good player on a good team can present. Was that a process for you guys as parents when when uh, Alexis and your couple oldest were younger and you're figuring out how to be coaches to kids and, and help them develop, obviously as athletes, but also as, as young people, to where you know a lot more for, for your last two? Yep. Yeah, you learn, right? I mean, you know, there's times yeah. that, that, you know, you're like, you thought this is right, and, you know, this was kind of the message to your kid, and then, you know, four years later, you realize, like, well, maybe we focused on the wrong area. So, yeah, there, there's no doubt that you, you learn, and, you know, in, in, and I watch, you know, I 
been fortunate to run uh, a, a girls program here in town and you watch kind of that first parent uh, or first child syndrome where it's like got to be on the best team and got to win and and as you look back you realize like neither of those you know is is going to decide where your mm-hmm. you know child ends up from a development and whether they make high school or they play college you know no one remembers your fourth or fifth grade team's record you know so so you start to understand you know, really where you can focus and the amount of time, you know, to, to put into the sport versus the, you know, the, the mental aspect and the leadership aspect and all those things, which I, I really think separates, you know, kids in the end, um, you know, the, the, the kids that are highly successful, not only uh, athletically, I'm, I'm speaking, you know, they, they have a lot of the intangibles, the, the toughness and the leadership and, and some of those things that maybe early on we didn't focus on as much you didn't recognize as them as maybe being as important as whether how many shots you know your child mm-hmm. made so using basketball as as an analogy but yeah you you learn and you adjust and and each kid's different too you know so you have to kind of meet your your younger right children where, where, where they're at i mean you know and, and try not to compare you know that's one thing that we've had to be really careful of is alexis has been you know very successful and the others have been successful in their own right, maybe never as successful as what Alexis has been. Um, so you have to be really careful not to say, well, this is what we did you know, with Alexis or this is what we did with, with Addison. You kind of have to, to allow them to, to, to blaze their own path and, and making sure that you're not using those examples too often as well. Yeah. So I've got two younger sisters, uh, Brooke and Addie, and they were always, oh, you're Caleb's little sister. You're Caleb's little sister. The one time I came back from college and I started hearing, "Oh, you're Addison's older brother," I went, "Now she's now, now she's done something yep. to where it's you're not compared. It's oh, he's now attached to you and not the other way around." Yep. Yeah, and and you know, with with Alexis, certainly I chuckle because that has quickly flipped, you know, in the last <laughs> couple of years, and I wanted that. I mean, you know, not to make this about Alexis' podcast, but you know, we were very content with her going to South Dakota State because I knew at that point. You know, the comparative and having me associated with every article and stuff that didn't need to really be there. This is, her, you know, her journey. And, you know, as a parent, you want each child to, you know, have their own journey and, and be recognized for their accomplishments and, you know, not be associated with the, the past, which, you know, really doesn't um, doesn't matter. Um, so to your point, you know, we, we've we've had that. And I've, you know, as each kid has been more and more successful, my wife and I have kind of been able to drift in the uh, – you know, into the into the past and and not be uh, mentioned as often, which has mm-hmm. been kind of fun and refreshing for me just yeah. to be able to to sit back and and watch them versus you know being you know recognizable or you know former Husker, you know how it is in this yeah. community. You're, you even though I was a very average player, you're still recognized because there's only so many of us that end up staying around, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. especially from a basketball standpoint, there's there's only so many former players that are still around the Lincoln community. Well, from that experience, from your time as a, as a Nebraska athlete, what have you been able to take from that, not just athletically, but academically as well? Because you, you was it three-time um, on, the, on the academic side being honored? Yeah, uh, yeah, I picked a good major. So, no. <laughs> no, but, but being able to, to take that and obviously the athletic part. Yep. Hey, post up here, dribble yep. like this, defend like this. Um, but just when with all four of your kids, and obviously Alexis gets to, to pull some of that right now as a current Husker athlete, but for all four of your kids, being able to pull from that very specific experience of being a Nebraska athlete that, like you said, not everybody gets that. Yeah, and, and I think if anything, it, it taught me, you know, time management, um, 
you know, what, what's important in your day and, you know, how do you prioritize that? And, you know, that was a takeaway for, for me to, to be able to pass on to our, our to do in my current job now that requires me to do a lot of different things with, you know, not only a real job, but then, you know, watching your kid and helping practice, but to be able to, to kind of help your kids organize, you know, what's important, what they need to be held accountable to. And, and all for my uh, school came easy for me, fortunately, and it didn't as easy for my wife and our kids are all very different. Some are, you know, very eager to get their homework done at, five and be done for the day and others you know by 10 o'clock at night you're 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 begging them to to make sure they they've got everything completed and you know so that you know you've had to to kind of meet them where they're at too academically but you're right i mean nebraska offered me a, a unbelievable support of of you know where you could go and get resources and you kind of learned you know how to pull different resources from different areas in the university and you know that has stayed with me and you you know alexis is 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 benefiting from that now and you know one thing that we look for when the next kid has to make a college decision is is making sure that they have resources available to them i think is important because you know college is is difficult you can get distracted pretty easy and you know making sure there's a support staff whether it be athletically or just them going and, and being a part of academics whether it be greek system or how to get them involved in campus to know where they can go get support so i, I learned that and we've been able to, to kind of transfer that on to our kids are you ever jealous about seeing what the facilities are that college athletes yeah. have now well i i um i'm not because i i i'd look back and i wouldn't trade my experience i felt you know university took care of us um you know things have changed now with with nil and you know could should student athletes be paid and you know i i just look at the the wonderful experience i had in the 90s and the lessons that you you learned and the, and the chance that that you know we had to compete at a big eight i was big eight that's how old i am and then big 12. um but yeah it's 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 you know it's almost excessive in the sense <laughs> of you know, my, my concern and, and I, 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 the NIL stuff is, you know, great for the student athlete. And Alexis has, has certainly been able to take advantage of that. I, I'm fearful when, you know, these student athletes in, in four years have to apply for, for a job and they start to recognize how hard money is to, to, to make in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you know, the, some of the, uh, the the dollar amounts that they're getting paid or these appearances that they do is is not going to be normal when they have to go out and apply and become a teacher or you know what, whatever that degree is mm-hmm. and I, I i just concern myself with how they you know how that will normalize you know back because you know r- right now um you know, I mean, they're, they're, um, the NIL has been, been good to them. The facilities have been good to them. The, the amount of support they have, the food that's available to them, the travel and jets and four and five star hotels at 23, that's not going to be there for most of them. Right. And, right. and they have to be able to adjust back from that. And Alexis, we, we talk about that. And, you know, she mentions they have some teammates that maybe don't appreciate that. So I, I try to make sure she understands that. You know the experience that she's getting is not normal. When you have to start paying for a hotel on by yourself, you may not choose the hotel that you stayed in just you know due to due to cost and 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 those things. So you know we're we're trying to you know ma- make sure that they appreciate or her, she you know she appreciates that and and um, you know and, and hopefully student athletes uh, you know can adjust because that is a concern that I have. What is a, a, the parents' role in navigating name image likeness? Not just for 
obviously you've got Alexis in college, but like you said, for for your other three, they all kind of get that extra experience from the sibling that's a little bit older. So yeah. the other three of them are seeing NIL work in real time. Yeah, yeah, they love it, you know, because they're you know their sisters getting t-shirts designed and they they see the perks of it, right? Um, but you know, I, I do think there's some lessons to be learned, you know, uh, for for instance, uh, there's some entrepreneurship and some some business strategies. And, and we talk about that as, as a family about, you know, maybe, you know, do you accept every deal or do you look for a few that, you know, maybe you have, um, you know, alignment with in terms of a product that you like or a company that their their beliefs and their mission is something that you can align yourself with. And, you know, do you do you be more selective in, in, in terms of aligning to the things that, that you believe in? Um, and then we got into a big tax discussion. You know, Alexis had a chance to um, get an aisle deal that was not going to give her monetary uh, money. It was going to be come from goods. And, and she's like, you know, they were going to make her do a W. And I She's like, Dad, well, I don't want to pay taxes on it. It's like, well, that's not an option. You don't, you know, you don't get it. So, so all that has been a great learning experience for her, but for our younger siblings to, to, to learn some business mechanics and entrepreneurship well before I ever – you know, even thought about that, right. you know, I mean, at 18, 19, you're still thinking about college and now some of these kids are, are trying to form their own business and, you know, some are, you know, starting a business and naming themselves CEO. So you, you see a, a much faster advancement in that and, you know, which, you know, I think is a positive for, for everybody's development, but we've been able to take Alexis' experience and transfer that onto our younger kids and, and hopefully educate them on some, uh, you know, some, some business ABCs that that maybe can help them down the road, or, or you know maybe find, find their interest in business versus another area of of uh, of work. There's always the hope that the the next one knows a little bit more than the first one, and the third one knows a little bit more than the second one, yep. and so on. Exactly, and uh, yeah, it, it builds on itself. And like I said, the maturity of our freshman and seventh grader shows that you know they've been able to to kind of learn from from our older two's experiences. So let's go back to the when you find out you're going to be a dad. What are those emotions like for you that obviously you've, you've had the ride from central Nebraska to Lincoln and playing high power college basketball at a time that was very good for Nebraska. Um, and then there's that giant life change of now you're going to be a dad and you're responsible for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. I mean, you know, we, I had a chance to go to Europe and, and play. I was, you know, very average college player, and I thought, well, okay, I'll go over there for for a couple of years. And my wife, at the girlfriend at the time, wife now, said, well, you can go, but I'm I'm going to stay here and finish school, <laughs> right? So, so I stayed and got into coaching, and and you know, just because Jamie was important, and that's somebody that I, you know, I felt we could grow and and start a family together. So um, the the night that I found out, we uh, I was coaching at Bowling Green, and we just got destroyed by Detroit. So I come home, and you know, just felt terrible right you I think it was our opening game actually and and that's when uh, Jamie had had told me and you know you're 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 excited but to your point um I recognize the importance of, of fatherhood my 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 father my older sister four years older at 18 year, year old uh, you know he was 18 mom was 17 you know he understood what fatherhood meant um and made that commitment and you know and you know and, and just you know, fought hard for us and, you know, never went to college and, you know, had a job and afforded me the opportunity to go play, you know, drove to Omaha and back. So I, I knew what fatherhood meant in terms of the commitment and the responsibility. And, you know, so you're, you're excited, but to that point that 
oh, there's there's that pressure and that you know the unknown and you know, but you you hope that your father, as we talked about passing on from kid to kid, you hopefully that you know you learned enough from your father to be able to to at least be okay at the job, you know, and you know having a wife that you know was was supportive and, and great too, uh, you know, made you feel confident that you t- you could do it together, right? It wasn't just on you, but but yeah, fatherhood was. You know, exciting, a big responsibility. We always talked about having, you know, a, a big family. So, you know, you, you kind of knew that, that you know, God willing that, you know, if you could have more than one, one child, that was the plan. Um, and, and the data, you know, uh, I, I still stand behind this, that, you know, having a, a, a male father figure at home, the data is highly supportive. And I, and I read and I see what's going on in this society. And, and, you know, to give your kids the best chance, you know, ha- having a father a- at home as an active participant is, is, you know, it's a big head start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I took that responsibility seriously. And so far, it's, it's worked out pretty good for us. I'm going to want to talk about the, the hear about the experiences with you and your father. But first, you, so you have a daughter and then another daughter and then another daughter. Yep. What, what, what are the thoughts there through three? Well, considering my college friends had nine sons at that point, I was uh, I, I was ready to tap out and be done. I was, uh, you know, I was like, okay, it's, uh, it's not meant to me. And I didn't have a brother; I had two sisters. So, you know, I always wanted a son. And and you know, once once we had three daughters, uh, you know, not to get into mathematics, but like I said, I, I read a ton. So the odds are, if you have two of the same sex, the odds are the third would be a different sex is higher. The odds are, if you have three of the same sex, it's higher that the fourth will be the same sex. So I'm like, all right, like this isn't <laughs> the stars are not aligning here. And and I it kind that's of that's so romantic <laughs> the way to think about the way mathematics. Hopefully, works. my wife's not not listening <laughs> to this, right? But um, but yeah, so you know, so I. I kind of said you know that th- three is enough we have three healthy kids at home you know daughters you know everybody kind of wants a son um i don't think i'm outside the normal there no, yeah. you know um especially but, when when like successful males yep. tend to okay i want someone who's going to be in my image <laughs> yep, yep. type of thing so when my uh yeah so anyway found out that that my wife was expecting our our fourth and she's like open Christmas presents on Thanksgiving. Like we found out what the other three were. And I, I kind of told her like, Hey, let's not find out on this one. Like at least I kind of have six months of more hope versus finding out too earlier. And she, anyway, she found out, called me and, you know, tried to lie and say it was a daughter, but I could kind of sniff through her, her emotion. But, but yeah, to, to find out you're having a, a son as the fourth was, was awesome. And, and he's been a lot of fun. We say if he would have been our first, we might've been a single child family because, <laughs> you know, boys are, are very different than girls, but, um, but yeah, to pay, to be able to pass on the experiences I had with my father and, and then be able to, um, you know, have that relationship with, with Jake and, and you know, this, to see the, the the similarities and the mannerisms and the things that he starts to to like that that I liked, you know, without really forcing that on them, it, it it's it's been pretty fun. And uh, you know, we have a lot of years left. He's he's just starting to right. to figure things out. What are some of those things that that he likes that that you like, and just kind of come easy for you guys? Yeah, you know, just in terms of interest, you know, obviously sports and you know, like like. You introduce different things to him, you know, whether it be, you know, tackle football or fantasy football or different things that you never know if they're going to gravitate to. And, you know, they, they just end up, you know, loving it and, and the energy and the passion around things and, you know, fishing. You know, we, we have, I have, you know, an opportunity to fish with 
my dad and I've got him involved and now he, he loves that. And, and, um, uh, but just the, um, you know, how they, you know, view things and they view their experiences. You just kind of chuckle because you kind of see yourself in them right or wrong, right? You're like, okay, we have to kind of, you know, we, you know, we have to coach him that that's not a right, right way to maybe perceive uh, a certain incident. Um, like I was trying to think one time he, something happened at school where, um, you know, if, if somebody dropped a piece of food on the floor, they're going to not allow, you know, anybody else to get seconds. And my wife and I were like, well, that's not really a fair punishment. Like he loves to eat. He's a, you know, he's a big kid and it always goes back for a second. I'm like, you know, you could probably find another way to, to discipline a kid versus making everybody not get seconds. And I said, Hey, if that happens and you're still hungry, like, you know, you have our permission to, you know, to go eat, like, you know, yeah. he's like, well, I'm just going to drop something on the floor and see what they do and, cha- and challenge the situation. I'm like, no, that's not, you know, but, but don't, don't take it literally. We're saying like, we understand that eating for you is important and, you know, but don't be the catalyst for that decision to be made. So, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of as a parent, you're, you're trying to meet them where they're at and then coach them what's acceptable, but, but yet, you know, we don't want to undermine authority either. So there was a lot to unpack in that right. little incident, but but I, he, he kind of analytically like thought about it, how I, how my mind kind of works. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, kind of chuckled, but we had to do some parenting on what was appropriate level right. of behavior there. So was there anything that, that you did when you were little that now you look at him and go, all right, well, I did that. How do we avoid that happen? That him, him going down that? Yeah. Nothing like not nothing bad uh, yeah, or illegal, but, but just the, like you said, the way your mind works. Yeah. You know, one of the things. Um, I, I was confident and, you know, even in high school, you know, probably could have been interpreted as, as arrogance in terms of whether it's trash talking or, or dunking and staring and, you know, some of those things as I look back at the old me and it's like, okay, that's you know fairly immature and I'll even run into guys like, yeah, you dunked on me and like pushed me down. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. You know, like 20 years later, you're apologizing. Like, <laughs> right. you know, that was the 17 year old in me and. So, you know, the, he has some of those things where it's like, you know, like, you know, he wants to throw the arm sleeves on. I'm like, okay, let's focus on, you know, playing well and being humble than, than that, you know. So, you know, not, not that, you know, confidence is good, arrogance is, is bad, right? So walking that line and, you know, I probably, I, looking back at my 15, 16, 17-year-old self, I, I probably bordered the line of confidence to arrogance. So, you know, I, I don't think anybody – you know, enjoys that, uh, you know, you, they want humble, hardworking people. So that's probably the one area that we have to kind of pull his reins back a little bit. Like, Hey, we want you to have fun. We want you to be confident, but you know, perception sometimes takes, takes you over the edge. And and that's probably one area that, that, you know, we're we're looking back at me. I, I, you know, I don't want that to be the perception of, of him. Um, just cause I know you never know what people view of you until 20, 10 years later where you start having these conversations. Right. And, and that was probably something that I was probably more humble than what people thought, but the presentation sometimes wasn't that. And just dealing with personalities and, and the way you're viewed by a community can be different in a smaller town Absolutely. versus where, where you're at as just one of several schools across the city. Yeah. And certainly, uh, my success and now Alexis' success, our kids are in the spotlight, right? I mean, we, we go anywhere as a family. You know, you're, you are getting judged, and we have that conversation all the time, whether it be at a restaurant, what you say, your behavior. Um, 
you know, sometimes small town is that way. Everybody knows everybody, but but Lincoln's not as as big as what you think. And mm-hmm. you know, we have that conversation as well because you are you know you are getting judged and you know, right or wrong, right? That's yeah. just the world that we live in. And you know, there's there's cameras. You know, even in the stands at games now, you know, you find yourself you know not even knowing when you're going to be filmed. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's just a, a you know, I think there's a, a level of responsibility there on 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 what we say and how we act and. The kids have maybe had to grow up a little faster than what, knowing that, you know, you do have, have people watching mm-hmm. you, I'm observing you. So going back with, with you and your dad, what are some of those earliest memories for you? Yeah, a lot of it was around athletics. You know, I wrestled and I boxed and, you know, we flagged football. He ran the JCs, so, you know, state pump pass and kick and super shooters and, you know, a lot of fishing, you know, a lot of, of my memories, you know, with him were activity-based, you know, you know, loading up a van and driving a group of kids to, you know, Grand Island or Danabrog or, you know, all these little <laughs> wrestling communities. And, um, you know, then, it, you know, in the high school, it was, you know, AAU and traveling, you know, with him to, to have that experience. And, you know, the time that you get to spin together and, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, and it, it was always fun. He didn't know basketball great, uh, but it always came back to, you know, effort, you know, toughness, mm-hmm. like, you know, that you just have to, you know, outwork people. And, you know, those are all the things that, that you know, there's a thousand things you, you look back on and recall, right? But it was always, you know, he knew, I knew he had my back, you know, which was, was pretty cool. But, you know, just uh, the exposure to all of the, um, you know, the different activities and the time, time that you get to spend with them. And, and then the, they enjoy the success, mm-hmm. you know, the, to see his willingness to um to come and watch and and see that's been fun that sounds very typical of the the small town dads that i knew growing up and now there are the ones that my dad obviously knew basketball and the sports he was coaching me in and there were some other guys whose friends dads they played college baseball so they definitely knew baseball or they knew football but there were a lot of dads that knew one sport really well so they were going to be very specific (laughs) when they're the dad at that event But when they're at the wrestling match or the basketball game or they're at track, it all came back to, are you working as hard as you can? Yep. And, and that, that, that's a – I love that about growing up in, in small-town Nebraska and central Nebraska. Yeah, because, you know, that, that's the, – they knew, you know, he, through his experience, he knew that hard work was – gave you a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, to your point, you may not know the – the golf swing or the wrestling technique or, you know, all the basketball moves or I played quarterback in high school, but, but, you know, your dad was probably the same way, but just the ability to work hard and, you know, to, to have, uh, you know, a motor that, that, you know, went, went fast and, you know, they, they knew, you know, that, that they're probably instilling you a chance to, to be successful, not only in high school sports, but, you know, whether that, you know, was it, was a job or mm-hmm. college or, you know, whatever that next chapter was. But, um, but yeah, those those were the memories that that um, you know looking back on was, and, and we never had a ton of success. You know, I won a lot of, of non high school stuff. We were class B ord, um, so we you know just played a ridiculously hard <laughs> schedule to, yeah. to 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 win at state. You know, so it, it's been fun to see some of my girls have a lot more success than what I ever had, and, and him finally getting a state championship and some of those yeah. things that. They, you know, we talked about growing up, but never could do. So, you know, just kind of generation to generation, it's, it's fun to pass on to. What were what were the biggest lessons you got 
from your dad, from seeing the way that, that he operated as a father yeah. to take for you into your blueprint, your playbook, and then obviously you tweak things as, as, as you figure them out as years go on? Yeah, I think, you know, just accountability, you know, like academically, you know, A's were, you know, th- that that was expected. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not, you know, it's not like, you know, I've got put in the basement if I, you got to be, but, you know, you... I learned that you can set the bar pretty high from from uh, from an expectation and, and accountability, and and you know your kids will respond if you know if they feel like you're in the battle with them. So that, that was probably the the thing that I took away is you know I I felt like he was hard on me, mm-hmm. you know as most kids can, but but <laughs> right. the reality was he he wasn't. You know there was just an expectation level that you know, if he would have lowered that bar, I would have met that bar too. And that's not, you know, maybe I wouldn't be in the situation I am today. So I've tried to pass that on knowing that, you know, right or wrong, society has, has gotten softer, um, you know, and what you can say and do and, and the amount of, uh, you know, maybe the standard that, that you set, the standard still the standard, but I think you, I have to be a little bit more tempered, A, that I have three daughters that view things through a little different lens than, than I view things through as a male. So that's probably the area that I've had to tailor, you know, not, not backing up that level of expectation, but, but presenting it in a way of the why and, and making sure it, it, it fits in with, you know, how society has, has maybe changed over the last 20 years. My daughter will be two in just over a month. So one of the things that my wife and I are trying to figure out are what do what do family trips look like? What do vacations look like? And I bring up my experiences that I was lucky enough to go on. Usually we'd go up to Valentine. We go. My dad and I'd go on a fishing trip, or we'd go up to we'd go up to Calamus, and we spent a lot of time at Sherman. But our summer trips were wherever there was a basketball tournament or a baseball tournament, or there's a camp here. What what were your experiences with kind of just summer trips as a family? Yeah, we didn't have much, you know, growing up. So, you know, a world's of fun. Um, but, you know, athletics uh, in AAU wasn't a, as big as it is now. So it's not like I went on a lot of those until to, until high school with my family. But, you know, fishing and some outdoor type stuff were, you know, really what we did. Um, me growing up, like like now we're, we're careful that we don't lean on our kids, my, my children now, their athletic experiences as our getaways right. because, you know, it's not. It may be for one kid, but then you have two others with you that aren't participating in that. Um, so we've we've made a real um, concerted effort to make sure that we get away a couple times as, as a family. We don't do a lot of birthday or Christmas gifts anymore and, like, we allocate things for trips, which are memories. Experiences. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Experience is a great way to put it. So we've... You know, really tried to be um, intentional because your your summer months can be chewed up with you know your kids' activities. Um, you know, which is you know, as you'll find as your daughter starts to get older. I mean, you know, there there you could play a sporting event every weekend if you allow that to drive your schedule. So those those experiences, you know, from what I remember as a kid, you want to offer your your kids more than what what we had, right? That's the goal right, to, yeah. to better to, to to better their life and offer more more experiences to them. But you know, we we try to get away. You know, the, the girls love the beach. Jake loves going to NBA and NFL games. So <laughs> try trying to 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 meet both uh, parties where they're at. Oh, good. So you, know? you guys go to a lot of Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, <games>. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like we'll hit Phoenix, and you know, Jake and I go to the Suns or a baseball game, and the, and the kids hang out at the pool. But yeah, so we we've had to, you know. Um, you know, try to figure out how, how to blend kind of everybody's different uh, areas of fun into one trip. 
Well, now with USC and UCLA set to join the Big Ten, it can be a, a trip because you're going to go watch Alexis play, but it can also be, well, here's just an extended amount of time, guys, because <laughs> we're over here on the coast. It's L.A. There might be a preseason or middle of the NBA season game going on. You can check a lot of boxes by heading out to the West Coast. And trust me, I look at the calendar to try to figure out how to how to make all that work. But you know, with the two other girls being in high school, yeah. like it's it's hard to even get get away for one of uh, one of those Nebraska women's road games. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, being the oldest for myself, and I went to college in in Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, so eleven and a half hours from home. My our middle sister at the time she was a junior in high school and my youngest was a fifth grader. Mom and dad didn't get a lot of opportunities to come down on weekends. They're both teachers and both my sisters have activities. It just was what it was, yep. and like you, you figure out, okay, I would love for mom and dad to be at some of my stuff, but I'm happy they're able to be there for my sisters because as the oldest, I got them at everything growing up, and that was an experience that I had. Alexis is here in town, so I'm really happy that you guys get to get to have that so much closer. And, frankly, her stuff is televised a little bit more than uh, 2011 o- Ohio Valley Conference track and field meets were. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things that you know, we knew. Even South Dakota State, when she had originally committed, they were like, all right, it's, it's, it's close enough where we can, can watch her. We would have never guessed you know, four hours to Brookings is not close. We struggle to even you know get down to PBA on time with all the other activities we have going on. So it's been a blessing to have her in town, and it's allowed her to go and see her siblings play. Like she'll come out today and watch her brother play football, and you know she watched her uh, sisters play volleyball this week. So it's it's it was kind of a two way street for her deciding to stay here. It's, it's allowed them to stay yeah. connected, and and for us to really be able to to watch them all. Uh, play even though we've my wife and I have to divide and conquer. I think the schedule came out. We have six six pious games on the same day as Nebraska <laughs> oh, women. So, so you know, hopefully the, the times will, will will allow us to either watch it on TV or or one of us to to get to to one or the other. But yeah, there's there's still challenges to try to watch all of them. That's always that balancing act between parents because it can't just you don't want it to just be well. Dad always goes to this <laughs> kids and mom always goes to this one. You want you want to spread it out a little bit. Yeah, we we divide and conquer, and and you know even if it's a seventh grade whatever over a Big Ten, you know tournament, we'll 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 make sure one of us is is supporting each of them, even though you know your your gut tells you I'd rather be you know in Indianapolis watching the Big Ten tournament versus right. watching something seventh grade, but you know we we want our kids to understand that you know what they do is important to us, and and we're going to support them. So normally, I, I ask my guests here on Hey Dad just. What what advice would they give themselves if they could go back? For you, this is also very selfish because you've now had that experience with three girls and a boy on the tail end. But for the girls, what do I need to know? Where 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 are we at with with especially young girls figuring out where they're going to be? She's just a toddler, and then going forward from there. Yeah, yeah, I you know. <clears throat> There, there's a thousand things that you'll, you know, collaborate with your wife on and make decisions. I, I think, you know, one thing that I, I see parents do, and, and we are guilty of it, is you think they're going to always like and do what you want them to do. And, you know, I think offering them just a ton of experiences early on from, from sports to arts to music to, to instruments to whatever, um, you know, I always wanted you know, great basketball players, you know, in your mm-hmm. mind, you thought that was going to be the pathway and looking back on it, 
like you want them to find you know one or two things that they're 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 good at they're passionate about um that's important to them uh, because i i think you know kids that grow up without finding you know something that that they value i, I think allows them to probably make some poor decisions because there's no fear of losing anything right. you know and and just you know, sometimes you, you see parents push their kids down, like, you know, just maybe a mainstream athletic pathway. And then at sixth grade, the kids just kind of say no, because they really weren't passionate about it. And then they, they're too late to maybe pick up some, some other things right. that, that you could have exposed them to. So, you know, we, we try to do that, you know, probably not so much in the arts or, or music, but certainly in the athletic space, we said, you know, they swam, they played soccer, you know, because... You never know what they're going to gravitate to and and enjoy, and I just think it's important that they 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 find a couple things that they're they're passionate about that that uh, you know they have a fear of losing when it comes down to making a you know a fifty fifty decision on mm -hmm. on you know that the pathway that could maybe get them in trouble or like hey I'm going to avoid that because I, I don't want to give up you know all this stuff I've I've worked hard for you know I I, I think it's important to. Um, um, you know, to, to keep helping them make the best decisions for a successful life. I like that, especially because, it, I mean, well, you know this as well, but my daughter is going to have experiences here in Lincoln, opportunities for experiences that you don't get in a town the size of a thousand. Yep. Like, there's just, there's more to do here. There, there's more schools, there's more clubs, there's more opportunities. So I really like that. Hey, Andy, thank you so much for coming in. This was a, this was a lot of fun to just talk, talk some dad stuff and, and your experiences and selfishly, me try to see what I what I can use going forward with Millie. <laughs> well, best of luck. It's you know it's it's awesome. Every day is is an adventure, and I wish you luck. And I appreciate you having me. That's Andy Markowski. Uh, go ahead and give him a follow on Twitter at Markowski underscore Andy. You can follow me at I Caleb Henry. Suggestions for the show, dads you'd like to hear, use the hashtag Hey Dad. And remember, because we all love to hear it, whether it's your dad, your dad's dad, a dad figure, a mom that handled the dad stuff, or just a dad you appreciate. Best time to call is right now and just say Hey Dad. <laughs>